Welcome to the Mayor Group Home Selling Podcast, where we talk about all the different ways to sell your house for more money, more profit, and all the tips, tricks, techniques, systems, procedures, processes that we use and that we've learned in order to be able to help home sellers net the most money. There's lots of different real estate agents in this business. There's been in the business for 50 years, real estate agents. There's lived in the neighborhood for 20 years and and loved the neighborhood realtors. There's the waterfront realtors. There's the dog realtors. There's the community-involved realtors. And we like to think of ourselves as the sell your house for more money realtors. So let's talk today about one of the processes that, that we do a little bit different than most realtors and that we find really helpful for a lot of different reasons is the pre-home inspection. So I want to talk about the pre-home inspection in a little bit more detail than I normally would during a quick video. I want to talk about um, some of the some of the nuances of this process and how it really has helped our home sellers in many different ways. And I'll just say some of the obvious reasons are we found things like mold in the attic and crawl space and got them fixed for a small fraction of what they would have been if the buyer had found those things. And we've also been able to negotiate out of doing things like replacing a roof during the um, contract negotiation versus when the house is uh, opened, you know, during the home inspection process where the whole contract gets opened up and and has the option to be canceled. But I want to talk about some of the nuanced stuff and some of the some of the other stuff. So so let's talk about how the pre-home inspection allows the home seller to operate from a position of strength and from a position of knowledge and from a position of comfort and will also actually help them set the price of their house, even if it's not fully consciously. And what I mean is that I believe every home seller is worried about this home inspection and that they're they're mentally setting aside money for repairs. Like, okay, we we think that the house is going to need some work. It's not perfect. And, you know, even if it's subconsciously, we set aside $2,000 for repairs. And there's a good reason to do that. I mean, uh, many home inspections have 30 or 40 items on there. And sometimes the buyers check every single one of those things and they want them all fixed. Um, So by having the pre-home inspection done, I think what it does is, especially people that have anxiety or people that have issues with money, it takes some of that off of the table. Because if you know your roof is not bad, if you know that there's no major water penetration issues or there's no like particular mibulators, like some unknown issue that you didn't even know about. Now that you've had a home inspection done, you can start to take a look at the things that you know about and you can get an idea what those things are going to be. And then you have some level of comfort that there's not going to be some major uh, catastrophe that's going to eat up all your profit. You know, there's a lot of different scenarios here. You can have somebody selling their house and they've set it up in a way that the whatever it sells for is going to give them just enough money for a down payment. And if they need a $10,000 roof or a $8,000 HVAC system or $2,000 in windows, now they've got themselves in a situation where they're going to have to come up with the money or they can't sell their house or they're just going to be in a real nasty situation. And obviously that makes people feel uncomfortable. 
So the next thing that it does is allows you to, of course, get these things done ahead of time on your own dime. And I think that's a sort of a common sense thing, but I'd also like to shed some light on some, some scenarios where this can be really a money saver. And the biggest one, I think, is mold. In Maryland, where we're at, uh, last year we had double the amount of rain that we normally have. We had more rain than Seattle. And every single house, it seemed, every time we turned around, had mold. And all the homeowners said, oh, I've never had mold before. I don't, I don't know where this came from. And, you know, maybe that's all true. But we had, like, a lot of mold in the attics. Mold in crawl spaces, you know, seemed like every second house. We even had mold. I mean, we even had water coming through a poured foundation on a house that was only, like, five years old. And the explanation was the water table was just high and there's just a lot of water in the ground and it's sitting up against the wall. And like, you know, there was not an easy fix or an easy answer for that one. But let's just talk about the mold really quick. So the common one was the mold in the attic and crawl spaces. Now, in a normal scenario, what would happen is the seller who doesn't go in their attic or crawl space would not know about it. The buyer gets a home inspection done and there's mold and not every time, but I would say on a fairly regular basis, that is going to send fear and and anxiety up the seller's like spine. They're going to be freaking out about this because, you know, you read these, uh, you know, news articles about, especially like in down South where they have this quote unquote black mold where. I don't know anything about it, but apparently it's like highly toxic and, you know, people died from it and mold in and of itself is, is toxic and it's, some people are allergic to it and it's not good to have anyway. So it's just bad, bad. And what people are worried about is that, you know, the house has a mold problem, like a systematic problem and that the mold is going to be an ongoing issue and that their family is going to be always sick and they're going to have to have some super expensive treatment done and the buyers are afraid. Okay. Put yourself in the buyer's shoes. They're afraid that the home seller is going to try to get out of this somehow and that they're going to try to do some, you know, band-aid repair and that they're going to end up having to deal with this problem that the seller didn't actually fix. I mean, this, this does happen all the time where, you know, we talked to somebody who bought a house and the seller fixed something that never actually got fixed. So they put the wrong type of repair down or on it. And then now the, the, the new owner is having to take care of it. And water penetration is probably the biggest concern. So home buyer finds mold. What are they going to want? They're going to want uh, mold R us, surf pro, um, you know, Chesapeake waterproofing or whatever it is, a waterproofing mold remediation company. And they're going to want one or two or three bids. And they're probably going to want the most expensive solution. And it runs in the thousands and over $10,000 often. However, it's not always necessary to spend that much money to, to solve the problem. So we have a company that we use that guarantees the mold for a year. If it, if it comes back, they'll fix it for free and they provide waterproofing solutions. So oftentimes the, the most common scenario 
is two things: uh, crawl space, not enough ventilation, or there's a uh, an issue where the grading is causing the water to go down the the side of the house, or in an attic there's not enough ventilation and we got to put some uh, gable vents in, or you know cut a a vent in the attic in the middle of the roof and put in a, some kind of a fan that's got a humidity sensor on it or it just cuts on during the heat or however it works it'll ventilate the attic and it's not super expensive so in the crawl space what they normally do is they take out all the insulation assuming this is like mold everywhere take out all the insulation they surface clean everything then they put a fogger in there that has the epa certified you know whatever juice that kills the the mold and then they put in new insulation and then they seal it with a, a lot of times they're missing that um plastic on the ground the vapor barrier they put like a heavy duty vapor barrier but they don't just put it on the ground they put it up the walls if you have any columns in the basement they wrap all your columns and if your hvac or whatever is there they like wrap everything so that there's no like ability for the water to come out of the ground up into the house they seal it completely they tape it all the way around and it becomes sealed and then in, if it's an extreme situation we'll call this worst case scenario they'll put in a dehumidifier commercial dehumidifier and then they'll run the uh you know the liquid out of the house and in that situation you have a completely sealed space that is um got a dehumidifier in it and it's been treated and the insulation has been replaced. And I want to say that that repair on more than one occasion was under $4,000. I want to say it was like $3,800 or $3,200 to do all of that. And again, if this was done with some companies that can easily run past $10,000. And that was a, um, a that happened multiple, multiple times. So, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, real numbers here. Let's talk about how not just selling your house for more money, but not losing money during the home sale. I believe that we saved our clients over five and $7,000 on multiple occasions last year, just by identifying the mold up front and having it treated by our company versus another company. Now we do have to disclose that to the new buyer. We have to show them what we did, what we found, how we fixed it. And in all those scenarios, it was fine. The buyers were fine with it, and um, and that worked out really well. Some other scenarios are where a deck isn't up to code, and you can you know get it done in a way that, as long as it's up to code, you can have you know contractor fix it, and the buyer's not going to then come in and ask for you know, major repairs. Um, and it's not to say that you're, you're hiding anything. Like, I don't want to give that impression that we're trying to get out of doing repairs because in many of these scenarios, we still disclose to the buyer. We give them the pre-home inspection in many cases. And we say, listen, here's all the things that we found and here's the things that we fixed, but being able to fix them your own way with your own contractors, you know, saves thousands and thousands of dollars in many cases. So let's talk about another scenario that would not be at all possible without a pre-home inspection. And this is where you negotiate out of doing repairs. Now, if you have a 
let's say you have a broken seal in your front window, in your bay window, and that thing's like snow white, and you can't see out of it. That's an obvious repair that you know of ahead of time, and you can you could try to negotiate out of that during the the home sale. Now, I've had never had anybody do that in a in a transaction that I've been a part of where the seller up front said they weren't going to do this. But we've definitely done this. And then here's here's what we do. So when you have the pre-home inspection, you can identify all the likely things that are going to pop up during the buyer's home inspection. And you can choose to not make a repair. Now, you have to be careful with this because you don't want to upset this delicate balance of the buyer's mindset in the early stage of the process by leading out with, hey, I'm not going to fix this small repair. This is more along, more, more geared towards something major that the buyer is not necessarily a safety issue, but um, so, so I'll tell you like the, the way that we had this happen. This came up when we found out about a roof. So we had this lady's house where she spent like $20,000 getting it ready to sell. Like I think it was going to be 185 if we listed it as is and we sold it for 255 by her spending $20,000 and, and it just needed a lot of stuff. It just had a lot of deferred maintenance and some cosmetic issues and some mold and water issues and some grading issues and just all kinds of stuff. So she really stepped up and then we got the pre-home inspection and, you know, here we are, we have a bad roof. And not only is it bad, it's bad in four different places. It's leaking everywhere. And this roof is basically done. And she's like, you know what? I don't really have, we had an estimate for $10,500. She says, I don't really want to, you know, spend that money. Is there any way we can get out of doing this? I said, absolutely. So we put the house on the market. And we got two offers immediately, and I was really thrilled about that because the house was in white sands, and you know, we were at two fifty-five, which was kind of a big number for that neighborhood um, at that particular time. And then we disclosed the roof, and we went to both of the home buyers, and we said, "Listen, if either one of you are willing to forego this roof repair, we would be inclined to take that offer." My home seller spent an exorbitant amount of money already. And she doesn't really want to spend any more money. So this lady comes back and she says, yep, my brother-in-law is a contractor. I really love this house. If you take my offer as is, which was already a full price offer, then uh, we're good. Take, you know, I'll sign it. So we wrote up an addendum that said, we're not fixing the roof. You can't ask for it during the home inspection process. All other terms remain the same. And, they bought the house and and they they fixed the roof on their own and let's play this out really quick if if we didn't have a pre-home inspection the seller didn't know about it it was a like a 60 year old lady who owned the house never even been in her attic didn't know how to even get there and you know as a realtor we don't normally crawl through people's attics before we sell their house it's not part of what we do we do a visual inspection of things but it's not that involved and even if I had, I'm not sure I would have ever found these leaks. I don't know where they were. I don't know anything about roofing. So anyway, the buyer 
would normally have done the we would have agreed to the price and the price was already the same it was 255 the buyer would have done the home inspection they would have found a number of things and we fixed other things too i mean that wasn't during the home inspection process they identified things but this roof we didn't so they would have identified the roof and they would have in my opinion uh, you know uh, 98 times out of 100 asked for the roof to be fixed because when they were bidding on the house and when they were writing the offer they made some assumptions and that was that the house was in a certain type of condition and the ten thousand dollar repair was probably not in the acceptable range of a normal condition and they probably would have thought hey listen we didn't know about this now we do we're going to ask you to fix it most people would and the seller because of the fact that they would have had to disclose this to another buyer would have in most cases agreed to do it. Even if they didn't replace the roof, they would have either agreed to give them the money at the settlement table or at least a portion of it, maybe half or more. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. Sometimes you negotiate a cash settlement in lieu of repairs, but I know I'm fairly confident that they would have, nobody could have gotten through that by saying, we're not fixing the roof. Uh, go pound sand and the buyer would have been okay with that. I just don't see that happening most of the time. So in any case, by doing it that way, you can get out of repairs ahead of time. So I'll give you another example where this comes up quite a bit. And that is where a deck is not up to 2018 code. It comes up all the time because the home inspectors required I guess, you know, I, I don't have that uh, authority to say that, but I see it come up on every home inspection where they'll identify all the things that aren't up to code. So in 2014, somewhere around, um, they had a couple decks fail in the state of Maryland, and they passed a law that all decks now have to be freestanding in that if the deck separates from the house, um, it won't collapse towards the house. Like it has to have posts up against the house even though it's bolted to the house. Like you can't use the support of the deck being the house itself. So decks built before that time weren't required to have that. Many of them don't. The, the way they do is they attach the, the deck to the house and then the beams are on the far side of the deck, you know, away from the house. And the home inspector will flag that on there and then the buyer will automatically think in many cases that the deck is defective and they will ask for these posts to be put in. And sometimes it makes sense if the deck's not really supported very well or whatever. But in many cases, the deck is perfectly structurally sound and the buyer is believing there's a defect when there's really not. So then we have this whole argument of do you have to get a house up to code in order to be able to sell it? And it just gets into the weeds and there's really no easy answer because at the end of the day, one thing that most people don't understand is the way that the buyer's home inspection process is designed in the state of Maryland, at least there is a, you know, uh, verbiage in there that basically says it's up to the buyer's standards. So if the buyer believes that they need the deck done this way, regardless of why they believe that or how they uh, came to that conclusion or whether it's absolutely necessary or not, or if the deck is the safest deck in the world, if they believe it and they want it done and that's to their satisfaction, it's up to the seller to then either do it or don't do it. And if you choose to do 
none of the repairs or only some of the repairs. In other words, if you choose not to do all of the repairs, the buyer has the right to cancel the agreement. And in that scenario, the buyer has the authority and the home seller is at the disadvantage. So by having the pre-home inspection, the seller has the negotiating authority because they can negotiate out of repairs. They can get repairs done the way that they want to get them done as long as they're legal and they have a good understanding of what those repairs are going to cost so they can negotiate from a position of strength during the initial contract process. So guys, that's enough rambling about the home inspection process. That's just two facets of it. Um, there's some other advantages up to it that we'll talk about during another podcast, but I really feel like when you start to understand how this home inspection process is advantageous to the buyers, I think it really is fascinating. And I feel like that when you really break it down, that's just such a, um, a strong way to sell your house and such an advantage to the home sellers. And I'm really proud that, uh, you know, we, we pay for home inspections for all of our, our home sellers. And I just think that it's really, it's really neat. And we didn't used to do that. And when I learned it, I didn't understand it at first, but the more I've done it, the more of a believer I am in it. And I would never want to sell a house without a pre-home inspection. So again, guys, if you're looking for some more tips on selling your house, make sure you check out my website, homesellingadvice.net. This is Brian Mayer with the Mayer Group at eXp Realty signing off. Have a great day.